Good morning, Columbus. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's daily dose of digital Torah inspiration here at Sinai Studios, Judaism Today. Today is one of my favorite days on the calendar. Tonight, this evening, is Rosh Chodesh Adar, the first day of the new month of Adar, the month in which Purim falls. And we're taught according to Jewish tradition that Mishanichnas Adar Marbin Besimcha, that when the month of Adar comes in, joy should permeate our lives. We should re-engage in the joy of Judaism, re-engage in the Simcha of Judaism, look for the ways in which Judaism uplifts our lives. And why is that? Why is the month of Adar this uplifting month? Why is it supposed to be such a joyous month? Of course, we know the Purim story falls out in this month, and in the story of Purim, the Jews were saved from persecution and we survived. But why is that a reason for make this month the month of joy? I mean, after all, in, in the next month, in Nisan, the Jews were redeemed, saved from Pharaoh. I mean, if we were celebrating joy in every month the Jews were saved from destruction, we'd be celebrating, every month would be a joyous month, because almost in every month, we were almost destroyed. Why of all months is the holiday of Purim um, the one that is meant to cause joy throughout the month as opposed to any other holiday in which Jews were saved from destruction. And I want to share with you one of the essential ideas about Purim. The story of Purim is all about a story in which God's hand was hidden. If you look at the story at face value, there are no open miracles, there's no splitting of the sea, there's no locusts and frogs and blood and the sun standing still. None of those very dramatic miracles. In fact, many observers could have chalked up the whole Purim story to politics. Haman and, and Mordechai jostling for power in the emperor, Haman in the empire, Haman takes too much, Achashverosh gets upset. Right, you could just read the Megillah and interpret it naturally without any special divine action. But we're taught, according to the Vilna Go, that every time it says the word Hamelech, the king, in the Megillah, it's in fact a reference to the king of kings, to God. And that we're meant to see, not that the king Achashverosh was deciding something, but that God, the king of kings, was making the decision. And what the true joy that Purim is meant to engender is the recognition that although at face value it seems that there are other forces which control and dominate our lives. You know, we can get caught up in the politics and we can get caught up in, you know, our bosses and our co-workers and our families. But the joy of Purim is to remind us that God has a plan. And that there's a plan that might not be apparent at first. We may not clearly see it, there may not be something as flashy as the splitting of the sea to say, hey, wait a second, this is God here. But it's to remind ourselves that God operates in our lives and God remains a constant in our lives. And that when we reflect on this idea, what that really means is that God cares about us. What it means is, is that God is with us and walking with us, and carrying us. And when you realize that, when you think that the mightiest being in the world the creator of the universe, the runner of the constellations, the one who keeps our earth functioning and our world functioning. He cares about you and me right this second. And he's trying to make sure that the right things happen in our lives and that the best possible outcome for us should occur. There can't be a more joyous concept than that. And in this sense, Purim is different than every other holiday. Purim is at the time when 
God's hand wasn't so apparent for the Jews. And they didn't see God as in the biblical stories. It was dark. It was Esther means Hester pun and the concealment of God's face. God's face, God's presence was concealed. The Jews were in a diaspora. They thought it was over. They thought they were never getting back into the land of Israel. They thought that the prophecy that God redeemed them after 70 years had come and gone and they were stuck in Babel in Babylonia, in Persia. Excuse me. They were stuck forever under Ahasuerus' reign. The message of Purim is that's never the case. The message of Purim is that God is with us at every single moment. Every single act in our lives, He's there. We have to sort of pull away the mask, peel it away, and recognize that it's Him behind it. And He's with us, cares for us, and that creates that idea creates and reflect on that, meditate on that, allow that it to come into your lives and you will become a transformed, more joyous person. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Judaism Today. If you did, please make sure to follow us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, or check into our podcast, wherever podcasts are listened to, and we look forward to hearing from you more.